You're listening to Flying Casual, a Star Wars podcast. Here's your host, Michael Canterbury. We are uh, we are talking about the Mandalorian today. Gave a little opening monologue. Um, some spoilers were dropped, but uh, since now you can all hear us. We'll just say we, this is a spoilers discussion. Uh, we are talking about the Mandalorian. We're not talking about the holiday special trailer, though. As epic as it was, Holly has not seen it, so we're going to talk about that another day, uh, maybe on a separate podcast. Though it, it was it was pretty exciting. There's some time travel. Luke's thinking maybe it's the world between worlds. Is it canon? I don't know. Maybe it's legends. I don't know. Are we going to poke fun at the actual holiday special? I sure hope so. Uh, but it was funny what we saw. Wait, I thought you yeah. said we weren't going to talk about the trailer. No, we're not. Did I say we were? No, we just talked about it. We just talked about it and no one heard it. So that's good. <laughs> that's good. Um Boy, yeah, I'm sweating because guys had some technical issues beforehand. Obviously, you couldn't hear us, so there were some issues. Uh, but we are talking about The Mandalorian. We've all seen it here. I hope you've seen it. We will be dropping some spoilers. Uh, guys, I know it's a, it's, it's a tough time in this in, in, in our country, in the States. It's, it's a tough time in the world. Um, and as I mentioned in my opening monologue, which none of you heard, apparently, um, I didn't need Lucasfilm adding to my stresses, you know, just showing thousands of spiders on my television i'm afraid of spiders i hate spiders holly big fan of spiders no big fan of this episode but uh, it was just it was traumatic i didn't need that extra stress in my life everything's just kind of stressful as is so i you know i I go to star wars for an escape okay i could have done without this episode i'm gonna come in hot not my favorite episode holly i'd like you to to hear your thoughts on it oh i have a lot of big fan (laughs) no i mean if i'm comparing this episode to last episode this episode was a bajillion times better. Yeah. It was for me personally. Okay. It was more interesting. Really? I I think so. I saw a lot of people being like, we don't need any more side quests. Yes, we do. Yeah, so that Holly still hasn't learned about the slamming the desk in the podcast, but that's okay. It's just for it. emphasis. Oh, absolutely. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pad your arms <laughs> with pillows. You're gonna put me in a straight jacket like that one guy on the bachelorette. Yeah, that actually probably is a great idea. Yeah, no, yeah. it's not. No one else watches The Bachelor, but us, yeah. No. I don't <laughs> what I, don't you're I just, I liked this episode. I think that it sh- kind of showed us where the relationship between Din Jaren and the child was. It kind of shows us how, you know, he does have a little bit more of a heart and he does things for more than just yeah. like the money or yeah. the outcome, you know? So, and also the fish lady. I really liked her. Wait, is she a fish or is she like a frog? The frog. Yeah. Fish. I mean fish. Frog. They yeah. both spawn. It's fine. <laughs> but the spiders? Yeah. What Jesus. the hell? That was bad. I The whole time I was like, I don't quite understand where I am. Yeah. And why this is on my TV. Definitely not Ilum. Big spoiler there. Not Ilum. The whole time they're walking through the caves, I'm saying they're going to run into a wampa. Holly's saying... Baby Yoda's going to be looking for crystals. I mean, we were way off. <laughs> okay. How did we miss all the eggs in the background? Ew, what? That was disgusting. Okay, just the word eggs is, I'm, I, yeah. that is a forbidden word for the rest of the night. No yeah. one can say it. Yeah. Just kidding. It was like half the freaking episode. Yeah. But I like straight up thought, okay, I didn't like the idea of us being on Ilum. Yeah. But if we were going to be on Ilum, then you bet your ass the baby Yoda better be walking away from the Mando yeah. because that Kyber crystal is calling his name. Yeah. And then he started to walk away. And I was like, 
holy shit, yeah. this is it. It's happening. And it was actually something of my nightmares. Yeah. Kid's obsessed with eggs. He's obsessed with eggs. He's obsessed with frogs and spiders. He was hungry. He's disgusting. Feed him. Uh, we learned a lot about that little guy. But uh, uh, Luke, I'm maybe not the biggest fans of this episode here on this side uh, of the uh, recording. How about you? What, what did you think? This episode was a Baby Yoda meme generating machine. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just realizing I miss a perfect opportunity for a nice sight gag that would have tied in. Uh. I have in my fridge right now a jar of beef pickled <laughs> hard boiled eggs. That would have been a great that would have been good. A great stand in for a frog egg. Uh. And I could have just been <laughs> That would have been epic. Go into town. The um, I, I liked a lot of the callbacks. This was like you guys said, like it's it was a bit of a side quest. Um, but I, I just sat back and kind of enjoyed it, and yeah. I, I'm not in a rush for everything to happen in my ripe old age. You know, <laughs> I I. Luke's thirty three, going on seventy five. <laughs> to 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 contrast it with with my younger years, I had a countdown calendar above my bed that I made. So every day I woke up for the year before before Return of the King came out in theaters, I would cross off a day. Damn. Until it got to December, whatever, two thousand three. I want to say seventeen. Um, but no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not counting down the days anymore. I'm just. We only have so many days, as Seth Davis says. So, Amen. Amen. Uh, you know, let's not rush through them. So Amen. you know, I was just happy to let this one um, be a nice, nice, enjoyable little adventure. And like I said, just Baby Yoda cuteness, hilarity, mm. off the charts. Yeah, I was enjoying everything until we got to the cave. Oh, come on. I, I was will... enjoying it so much. I loved I loved the X-Wing little chase. It was epic. Uh, and then, yeah, the cave ruined everything for me. Oh, Ollie. my God. Okay, the X-Wing chase. Yeah. We were, I made Michael rewind it. I had a moment where I was like, oh, my God, I got super excited. I was like, that's Dave Filoni. Michael's, like, scarfing down a yeah. handful of Arby's French fries. Yeah. He was like, Dave Filoni? I'm offended where? that you're sharing my fast food obsession on Friday nights before we podcast. <laughs> it, oh, boy, yeah, just slamming them. Ooh. And I can't hear anything when I eat. So that probably was the most jarbled whatever calm that was coming across there. Even Holly was like, what do you say? I was like, oh, I don't know. We're watching The Mandalorian? Like, I had no idea it was happening. And I was like, that was Dave Filoni. One of the pilots yeah. is Dave Filoni. Nailed he was it. like, Ugh, okay, do you it want me to go it. back? Can I have some Arby sauce? Yeah, I yeah. want you to go back. Yeah. And sure enough, it was Dave Filoni. Yeah, that was a good eye. It, it, that was fun. Um, it, now that I, you could hear him on the comm, you're like, yeah, that that is him. It, it was, it was what a nice little surprise. Um, that is one of yeah. those moments that you want to have, like, the captions on, though, because oh my God, yeah. I still couldn't tell you half of what they said. No. Until he said, we've got a runner. Imagine being me. I can't hear anything. <laughs> I had that thing cranked. Chewie's just like, God, please make it stop. Oh, yeah. Poor Chewie. He's yeah. probably deaf now. Oh, absolutely. From the Him and part. I both. Oh, my um, God. So, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. The X-Wing chase was epic. Um, what they're able to do, you know, I don't even want to call them lower budget graphics. But, you know, it's not a feature film, but it looked amazing. 
Um, so it was cool. Once you saw those X wings uh, lock S foils, like you were like, "Okay, <laughs> shit's going down." So that that was cool. Um, and yeah, there wasn't there. There was just like like Luke said, a lot of a lot of Easter eggs, a lot of nuggets. Those spiders looked awfully familiar when they te- terrorized me, you know, in Jedi Fallen Order. Um, I, I I I don't know. Holly, you mentioned some people were talking about that creature. Did we ever get the lowdown? Maybe Luke can help us out. Was this an old like creature, the the frog creature that everyone was obsessed with, or was it oh, the spiders? The Holly? frog lady. I don't know. I didn't see that anyone she, was talking about a creature. Yeah, yeah. Like, she didn't seem me. familiar to me at all. Yeah. I, the spiders were definitely reminiscent of the. You know, there were those spiders and rebels. Yeah. Um. And then, like you mentioned, Fallen Order. So it's not like we're unaccustomed to some spider action in Star Wars. Yeah, they're everywhere. Uh, um... The the frog, the frog lady looked a little bit like um, uh, the uh, oh gosh, the the folks on uh, Octo Mm -hmm. Octu. That's uh, what what they call those the the keepers. The great call. What what are they? I can't remember what the term for them is. Yeah, they're the caretakers. Um, the caretakers. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit a little bit like that, you know? You're absolutely right. That's what I thought too, but then I was like, I guess that they're not because she said I mean, I guess technically those could be we're far enough in the future that they could be her bloodline that she was working so hard to protect, but yeah. right. um, yeah. I, I guess that's possible. But the spiders have a name. They're cr- I'm gonna butcher this. Krikna. Nailed it. Sure. In my opinion, you nailed it. Sure. You've got to go in there and you grab him by the crotch. Yeah. See? Yeah. There's the clone amidst us. It's true. I uh, saw some girl on Twitter and she actually had like a figure that was one of these. And I was like, so okay. apparently these existed. Like, yeah. you, I, I don't know. Maybe she made it herself. It looks legit, though. It looked like a figure that she purchased somewhere. Interesting. So I don't know if these are things that... Yeah, I, I don't know. Keep it away from me. Uh, here's the thing. I wouldn't survive in Star Wars because of my fear of spiders. Spiders are everywhere. If I <laughs> ran into the spiders and rebels were there on that whatever planet, it's, you know, Sandy or whatever, I would be dead. We go wherever, you know, Cal Kestis goes. He runs into spiders everywhere. He finds them on uh, in Kashyyyk. He finds them everywhere. I'd be dead there. And then I would move to some ice planet being like, well, I'm obviously safe here. There's not going to be any spiders. And then I'd go into a cave to stay warm, and then I would be dead. Like, you, there is no safe place in Star Wars. That's unfortunate. You know? Like, you go and you might find a wampa. You might find a nest of spiders. Those things were disgusting. It's just like, you know, yeah. you're in Star Wars. Yeah. You know better than just, like, crawling into know, a dark cave yeah. that has a hot spring Phrasing. yeah that sounds Jesus. great but like yeah. i don't know you know something's gonna be down there yeah <laughs> you're damn right something's gonna be down there holly and it may just jump out and bite you um it, one thing that struck me you know as, as cute as baby yoda has been um I, I recall holly and i a couple of times in this episode being like this little guy's a dick like I, you know like i he's eating these eggs and it's i get it's supposed to be funny but i'm like that little bastard should know better like we just heard this he's 50 se- years old yeah he's wise enough to know that you're eating this this lady's children like potential children like just don't do that i'm 
I'm curious if if you two had, and the folks in the chat had a similar experience to what I had. I think I think this was intentionally done. Yeah. Uh, so I imagine a lot of people felt it. But when you first see Baby Yoda approaching the tank of eggs, yeah. And at first, you know, my mind immediately went, "Okay, two things are happening here." Yeah. He's hungry, as we know he yep. so often is, and it would it would be a nice callback to. Uh, uh, season one, when he ate the frog, yeah, uh, so uh, memorably a, few, a couple times uh, for him to be hungry for more frog, even frog eggs. But then part of me is like, he's either he wants to eat them, or there's like something happening in the forest, and he's sensing something, and this is going to be like a significant plot point long term in some way. Yeah. But then, uh, and then yeah, that's immediately dispelled, and then nope. No, he wants to eat them. It could be that he sensed the dark side in every single egg there, and he's just like, um, <laughs> I'm preventing future genocide. Let's just scarf these things down. But up, phrasing. Wow. I'll, I'll say something else. This genuinely crossed my mind. When he went up to that, that, that uh, bowl of eggs or whatever, and he kind of pulled them close to him, it literally crossed my mind. I was like, dear God, he's about to create life. Like that boy figured out how to do dark magic. And he's just going to create these creatures out of these eggs. And I don't know, fertilize them, I guess. I don't know why. And it's like, boom, there they are. We don't have to go on this quest lady. You can go wherever you want. Like the, the world is your oyster. Do what you will. Here's my magic. Goodbye. Like I think that definitely didn't cross my mind. <laughs> I, I don't know why it did. I was so bored with the episode. I guess I was just like, I know. Okay. Yeah. So first, Nettie said, "Come on, Nettie was God, like, I'm making a fool of myself for these guys. I forgot there's a chat." <laughs> Nettie said, "Yeah, he's a dick, but he's too cute to stay mad at." I know. Uh, well, maybe we'll see. Nettie will see. And then Wes said that he watched the episode around 2 a.m. at work with a coworker, and his coworker was like, "Man, I don't know if I like this kid anymore. He's a little dick." <laughs> Thank God. Everybody kind of okay. had the same. But okay. I'm like, listen, yeah. he almost the child yeah. almost contributed. To wiping out yes. an entire bloodline. That would have been horrible. Yeah. Also, the whole time I was watching it, and I kind of made a joke to Paige earlier, and she said the same thing. Um, I was thinking, okay, when I first adopted Chewy, which yeah. will have been five years ago next week, mm-hmm. um, he had really bad resource guarding issues. So if my oh. other dog got near him and there was a bowl of food down or something, he would eat it as fast as he could because he just like didn't understand that he was going to have a steady like yeah you never know food source coming to him because you don't i mean who knows where he came from and i think Paige said this and i think some people on the internet have been saying it too like this is still a child like who knows how fast his species age which is something that we've all talked about before yeah and so to him you know he doesn't he's not had anyone to teach him right from wrong Mm -hmm. which is Part of Din's role on the show, which will be really crucial, I'm assuming, for this child's development, mm-hmm. as it is for all children. Yep, yep, yep. Um, also, like, he probably doesn't know, like, Luke pointed out, this kid's hungry all the time. Jeez. He's a growing child. Kids are hungry all the time anyway. Yeah. But he, like, doesn't necessarily know that he's going to be fed. 
Yeah. And so it's kind of just like maybe where he came from, wherever that was, it was yeah. kind of like eat when you can because you don't know where your next meal is coming from. Yeah. So when it presents itself to you, you take advantage of it. And he Could. just doesn't know any differently. He's yeah. also a child and kids love to put things in their mouths. <sighs> Jesus. Yeah. No, that sounded terrible, Holly. Phrasing. But yeah, no, you're right. And you know what else? What else? He's acting like Crazy Yoda did on Dagobah, right? Like Luke <laughs> shows up. Mine. Mine, like he's just, you know, I don't know if that's kind of the juvenile coming out of Yoda, and he became a little nutty there in Dagobah, or if this was just kind of a front. Um, I don't know, but he just kind of, you know, it just it reminds me of that that moment where where Luke meets Yoda. But I don't know. He, he just, what's that discipline going to look like? What's he, well, Den going to beat his ass no. like he doesn't understand him? Is he going to learn basic? No. Like, Why would you ever say that? Listen, I don't know. You literally. Saw what his form of discipline was. What They're was at the hot spring, and Yoda, Yoda the child, yeah. little green bean, is like reaching into the hot spring because he wants to eat another egg. And you just see Dim put his hand up, and he's like, "No, yeah, no." And what's going to happen when he force jokes him? The child, because he doesn't want to listen. He, this could be the most powerful being in the Star Wars universe. We have no idea. Listen, Jor- I don't. I don't think Dim's going to be able to handle it. Jory said. Yeah, the child's kind of a dick, yeah. but yeah, he just is a kid. As much as you guide children and try to be influential, oh. they'll always have dickish tendencies, <laughs> at least at first. That's fair, until they become mass murderers. I think we're missing an opportunity for more uh, sausage quotes. You know, there's all this <laughs> dick being thrown around. Maybe no. we should be saying sausage instead, you know, right? on brand. Serious. But, uh, you guys kind of touched on the the Filoni reappearance as the X wing, the New Republic X wing pilots. I thought there were some nice there's some some nice callbacks in the episode uh, to have Filoni come back as one of the X wing pilots, and then basically to, to call back to the entire uh, episode six with the the prison yeah. break heist as the reason that they actually like him because he trapped those three mm-hmm. uh, sort of gangster criminals uh, on the prison ship and even tried to you know, save the life of the New Republic Guard who was on board. Uh, so I thought that was, those were some fun callbacks, like, oh, yeah, I remember that, and, and so we'll save you from the monsters and, and just let you go on your way. Uh, did anyone – I was curious. I haven't had a chance to kind of investigate this. Obviously, Filoni – with the cameo again, we know. But uh, does, was the other guy like another uh, like Lucasfilm employee or no. guy from the crew or just an actor they cast? Does anyone know who the other guy was? Yeah, he's an actor. Um, oh, gosh. I'm trying to remember what his name was. I saw it earlier today, and I looked at his Twitter account. He um, plays a character called Appa in something i'm sure someone will look it up but he yeah, I was just yeah i was curious because the the last time filoni appeared as the x-wing pilot uh his fellow pilots were other directors of other episodes in, in season one mm-hmm. rick famiua who i believe is back at some point in this season as a director and then deborah chow uh was the other one so i was that got my my, my wheels turning wondering if this guy was you know something like that or just some actor that was cast yeah i forget what his name is, but I saw it, I saw it earlier, and I looked at his account because I had that thought too, and I was like, "Who is this guy?" Um, but yeah, he is an actor in some other things too, um, so I don't think that he's um, 
special for mm-hmm. Lucasfilm. Well, he's special to us now. Yeah, he is special to us. <laughs> save, I know, yeah, save that's the not, Mando and the baby. That's not what I meant to say. No, I you know guys, what she said. Yeah. You know what I did like from this episode? Okay. Um, and maybe this is just me looking into something a little bit too much, but I actually don't feel like that's true. So I take back what I just said. Okay. I love the scene where they're in the Razor Crest mm-hmm. and Din is trying to speak to our frog lady and they have a language barrier. And so he's just kind of like, whatever, I'm going to go to sleep. And she wakes him up yeah. because she starts talking to him through the costume and or the costume, yeah, yeah, the yeah, droid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Yep. Um, and I just feel like. Not that he didn't take her seriously, but I kind of feel like it's really easy for us to write off characters if we don't understand what they're saying in TV shows. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this episode did a really good job of being like, no, like she's a serious character and this is very serious to her and she's going to let him know. And she's also very clever. And like, I feel like we have a tendency to kind of be like, oh, like didn't so much smarter than her or like something yeah. like that just because they're they're not like speaking our language and we can't understand fully and there's that barrier but I feel like this episode did a really good job of breaking that down and being like no this is why you have to have empathy for everybody in the galaxy mm-hmm. which he ends up doing when she kind of says you know I thought that the Mandalorian I don't remember exactly what her line was but she basically says like I thought the Mandalorian were gonna like help us or like stand up and you know you guys could do this, but I guess those were just stories for children. And he was like, Mm-mm. yeah, that you like kind of like stick to your word or yeah. wh- whatever it was that she said. And it, it, it definitely, cause he was very dismissive, right? He's like, Hey, quest is over. Sorry about your luck. Those things are going to die. Whatever. I need a nap. And yeah, she doesn't take his crap. And she's like, no, like what I'm doing is important too. And I thought that was pretty cool. And it kind of expands upon the universe and shows, yeah, Den's got this quest now and you need a job or whatever, but other people are, you know, facing other adversity and, and he's willing to, to step up and, and, and check his ego, I guess, or whatever it was. Um, so it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that struck anybody else, but I kind of thought that kind of changed where the story went and kind of how he looked at his role in like helping other people out. Like his problems are his problems, but everybody kind of has their own problems. Yeah. Yeah, Holly, I'm, I'm glad you brought it up because it's something that I wanted to touch on, too. Uh, as a contrast to kind of what we see in, in the first episode of this season uh, with his relationship with the Tusken Raiders, because it, it's quite a contrast when he's very dismissive, dismissive of her. And you're like, wait a second, this is the same guy who, uh, you know, was sort of defending the point of view of the Tusken Raiders against these town people who just thought they were savages. Yeah. Uh, you know, so we know he's empathetic. Uh, and, and even in season one, he was telling that fellow bounty hunter that, you know, like there's more than meets the eye with the Tuscans and it's sort of, um, you know, they're trying to just defend their territory and have their lives and people have just come into their, um, into their area and have taken their territory. So like, uh, I, I thought it was surprising then that he's so dismissive of this, this, uh, woman trying to save her species uh, but then I, I think it's just to express his frustration that he feels he's putting himself in, in Baby Yoda in danger by yeah. having to travel sublight into the hyperspace. So it's just like his frustration coming out that he's a bit in a vulnerable state. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I like rationalize how it's different from the way he's normally empathetic. And like Holly mentioned, he does kind of turn and eventually realize like, I did promise to help her and it is noble to like save this species 
Uh, well, but I'm a little disappointed we didn't get like a name for the species that she was just kind of dismissively referred to as frog. Like, I want to hear, like, oh, what is yeah. this? What is this species called? Yeah, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it even started out with 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 Den being kind of a dick, and I thought maybe Yoda was going to put him in his place, right? Because he gave away the jetpack, and then he just like slams this dude on the ground, which was a great comical moment. But like that's that's how ruthless he can be, right? Like if you cross him. But uh, and you're right, Luke. I think it was just. Even he lost his ship too, right? He lost the Razor Crest. There, it all seemed, you know, like it was bad. Like it, I had this simple thing I needed to do, and then this person was kind of, you know, just thrown into my plans here. I don't even know who they are. I'm just trying to do them a, a favor and get them out of my life. And then, well, there goes my quest. There goes my ship. This kid's in jeopardy, and now we got spiders chasing us. Like it just. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's. There's going to be a lot of challenges and unexpected things. And my question is then, like, is this character going to play a huge part in the rest of the season, or are we just going to get her to the next episode and that's it? Or is this going to be a? Is this a bigger? Is this part of the quest now that he's he's getting her there and he's going to help her out the rest of the season? Holly, is this? Yeah, I I think that we watched the episode pretty late in the evening. Um, and just briefly, I finally got online and I was looking at just real quick some of the things that people were saying. And I saw that not a lot of people were really, like, loving this episode yeah. for various reasons. And and that's fine. But I saw a lot of comments saying, you know, like, I'm so sick of these side quests. Like, get back to, like, the main <laughs> point of the show. And, yeah, and Luke, yeah, exactly. That was my reaction, too. Like, you misunderstand mm-hmm. the message and you misunderstand like what Star Wars is doing because all of Star Wars is just these heroes <laughs> thinking, yeah, thinking like, okay, I have tunnel vision right now and this is what I'm going to do. And yeah. then they meet all these people and they're like, there's more to life and there's more to the galaxy than just what I'm doing. Yeah. And it's important to stop and like take a step back and be like, everything's relative. Yeah. You know, this woman is trying to save her species. Like that is an important thing, Yeah. you know? So what, why can't he stop and handle this? You know, Luke and Leia would have done the same thing. Padme would have done the same thing. All of our favorite heroes would have done the mm-hmm. same thing. And they do in the movies and yeah. no one complains about their side quests, the comics. Those are all side quests and we love those. This mm-hmm. is a TV show. It's not even a movie. It's drawn yeah. out for a lot longer than a movie would be. So I feel like, the side quests are appropriate, and they're good for character building and development. Well, it, I think the live action stuff I think we're going to see is going to get a lot more criticism than even like the cartoons. Because and those very same people probably think Rebels is one of the greatest Star Wars product of all time. Rebels is just completely side quests. Like it's every episode is a we're going to go you know get steal smuggle some food out for this you know these villagers and it turns into something else and yeah there's 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 a there's a bigger point to it all but yeah it is a television series if you know go to the feature films if you want you know nonstop go watch a JJ <laughs> Abrams right. movie if you yeah. want nonstop action that's yeah. going to have all these these easter eggs and stuff and and that's fine um, but I do think it's getting a little extra criticism in that it's it is the first live action, and there's very adult scenes. There's very adult, you know, whatever in the yeah. show, and and so 
people tend to forget that that's this is what this is what Star Wars does. It's a yeah. bunch of side quests to get to a to a to a to a certain climax, but it's a Crazy. great point. Um, <laughs> side, side quest after the most epic side quest ever. Yes, yeah, like guys, you know you don't you don't go straight for the finish. You got to yeah. use side quest for a bit. You got around the basis, my friend. You got to build it up. <laughs> um, Jory said, "I don't know if you guys already mentioned that the kids were crying. At least Jory, your kids were not trying to wipe out an entire bloodline and species. Thank God." Um, he said, "They are from Michigan, though, so the the, the jury's still out." Jory, I'm no, sorry. no, no, no. Luke, yeah. even Luke texted us the other day and was like, "So Michigan doesn't suck as bad as we yeah. thought." Anyway, yeah. Um, Jory said, "But I thought his Din's yeah. first attempt at communication was comical with the Frog Lady." He said, "I don't speak that." Yeah, Hatties, and then he, he tried went through to all speak. the languages. Yeah, he went through that, and yeah. I agree. I think that was funny. I think the humor in this episode was done much better, much better. Yeah, oh, yeah than yeah. the humor in the previous episode, and that's something that I criticized about the first episode of this season was that I just didn't feel like the humor really landed for me. Yeah, where in this episode it felt more natural. It felt more like mm-hmm. that is believable for these words to be coming out of Din's mouth. Yeah. Um, like the, okay. Can we talk about the yeah. razor crest? I know Michael, you brought it up, mm-hmm. but maybe it's just because it's been a really rough week, um, with a lot of ups and downs. And I know I personally have felt very defeated this week. And when they crashed through that ice cave and mm. his ship got totally wrecked, I it's just like just, democracy going down the drain. No, man, it oh. took me down. Yeah, I was like, that's it. I Come feel on. even more. I even said it out loud. I feel so defeated right now. Yeah. How is he supposed to fix the ship? Yeah. Get this woman back to her husband, save her species, not let the eggs freeze. But I'll give you credit, themselves. though. Even when you were down in those dumps in that ice cave, you were just like. Someone's gonna show up and save the day. Like, like they were gonna find a, a crystal, or there was gonna be some epic. And then we got spiders, and it was just like Jesus. This is 2020. It's just surrounded by spiders. Um, so I appreciated your optimism though in that moment. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who did I say was gonna show up? I had a whole theory. You at the end thought Boba Fett was gonna. I show it was gonna up be Boba save. Fett, and I was like, he doesn't have a ship, and Boba nah. Fett was gonna show up and slave one, and that was gonna nah. be it. No. But I was. Wrong. Boba Fett's not coming back for a long time. I don't know. I said that podcast and podcast ago. They're going to tease it, and we ain't going to him for a long time. Oof. That's what this episode. That's what these this, this series is doing. It's just like we get really epic moments, and then we get these kind of it's it's okay moments that kind of just like brings us back down. So when they hit us in the mouth, boy, we're not going to see it coming. Okay, so phrasing. what what about this episode was only okay for you? Um, I, I don't want to sound too much like those fanboys that are like, there's not enough action and lightsabers in this for me. Because that's not what it was. It just could, could have been the Harveys, you know, could have been the indigestion. I don't know. Could have been a little bit of that. I just got the chills. I get distracted. Like, I, I need to stop doing that. We just work so late and get stuff set up. And it's like, let's go get a quick bite. And then it's like, let's eat and watch the show. And I don't do that well. Um, but I really enjoyed the beginning of it. Like I said, I love the X-Wing interaction. And something else that I really loved about that beginning interaction with the X-Wings, that just kind of shows you what state this new republic is in. You know, as as crazy as things seem in Alphabet Squadron, like these guys are like, we have all these records. We know we're out here patrolling the skies. Like they got this stuff on lockdown, it seems. And I thought, so I thought that was kind of cool that we get kind of a glimpse in, into what the new Republic looks like. Cause we, 
we just we we started off the episode, Holly. It was a cool shot, kind of reminiscent of the reminiscent of the Rise of Skywalker. We were like, we're still on Tatooine. I was like, ah. So we're getting off there, and then we kind of hear about the New Republic, and it just—I thought it was pretty cool. Um, but you know, I, I hate spiders, first of all. But uh, I will—I yeah. will say this: Michael called that they were eggs. Yeah. I didn't know what the hell. I it was like freaking alien. I what knew this it? shit was going to happen. Okay, wait. I was scared that one of them was going to have a baby Yoda's Hold mouth. On, so yeah, what it, are you well, going to give us a? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay, if it hangs from the ceiling of a cave, oh, it's a stalactite. Sure. Okay, and if it comes oh. up from the bottom, it's a stalagmite, right? Stalagmite. Okay, thank you. <laughs> okay. So I thought that these were just like funky little stalagmites, and I was like, this is weird. And Michael's. I, I, they look like polyps in some colon. So they, <laughs> I don't they were like that. A colonoscopy of a giant <laughs> yeah. creature. We were inside of another space creature. Classic Star Wars. <laughs> I just. I. I, I'm speechless, Luke. Yeah, I cannot get past that. Also, not I don't know, not enough flamethrower use for me. That would have been my go-to weapon. But Holly's like, yeah, the ice cave would may have collapsed. Great point, but uh, I don't know. That, that, that Din can sure fix a ship. I'll say that because that thing looked destroyed. Wait, I didn't think I had to, antifreeze. I going didn't out. get yeah, to sorry. finish. You're still lagging. Still lagging. Okay, yeah, my bad. Oh yes, yes. Sorry. Okay, so. Then Michael called it that they were eggs, yeah. and then that freaking little child dug into one, and that Disgusting. was the nastiest <laughs> thing yeah. that I have ever seen. It had, like, a web in it, and he's like, mm, I'm going to put this in my mouth. Yeah. Kids are gross. Crazy. I get that you need to explore and use your senses. But why the mouth? kids love to put things in their mouths because that's the best way, I mean, yeah. to understand what it is. Mm-hmm. But, like, this yeah. is also a Force-sensitive child. There's a yeah. better way to sense, is this going to harm me? Well, it also begs the question, what, like, is Baby Yoda, like, purposefully not intervening? Or can he just not? Because there's been very seldom moments. I, I mean, this moment felt just as threatening as Moff Gideon attacking them. It felt just as threatening as... The 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 one horned creature, the mud horn, the mud horn, yeah. yeah. Like it, I don't. So, is this just a Den's got it, or maybe they were adverse to the force? Maybe maybe they don't like. Maybe they're not affected. That's that's a thing in Star Wars, you know. The spiders. There's some creatures that not nothing is going to like. The, they're just not going to be affected by that. Or that's more of a legends thing, but. Are we giving the child too much credit? We literally call him oh, yeah. the child, and then we expect him to save yeah. the day instead of the adult in the TV show. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. No, I, I, I don't know. The child's been kind of knocked down a couple notches for me in this one. I think everyone feels that way. But I will say this. <laughs> Do they, though? Because I just heard how cute he was. No, yeah. Okay, so Jory said the interactions between the child and Din were the saving points for me in this episode. Honestly, listening to you guys talk about it has made it better for me. I was not a fan at first. See, I thought I was just bringing everyone down, but I'm, th- I'm glad you guys were, you know, you're able to, to pull out some of these good things. There was good things. Don't get me wrong. It was epic seeing those X-Wings show up at the end because they called. I was like, they're coming back. They're going to help them out of this. And uh, it, that was just awesome. You could, you could tell by the, 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 the laser blast coming out. I was like, that's, I can recognize this. That's an X-Wing. And you're like, okay, cool. Yeah. So that was cool. That was cool. I want to know, Luke. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Luke. If you have a question, go ahead. I was just going to ask. I in the beginning of the podcast, you said you were like, "This is like the 
episode for like the baby Yoda memes. And I just wanted to know like what your favorite baby Yoda. He already made baby some. Yoda. Well, yeah, but, but no, whatever. Yeah. You no, I'm saying he might have made some good. to share. Oh, I didn't make any, but <sighs> the, no, they definitely, you know, maybe hundreds from this episode. The, there's one at the right at the beginning and we haven't really touched on the, or we did briefly with the jet pack and, uh, sort of the, the payoff on that one is, uh, is, is baby Yoda looking up at Mando and kind of like, that was maybe a little harsh. Yeah. <laughs> and then Mando just kind of shrugs like, yeah, I got to do what I got to do. <laughs> like that was pretty solid. Yes. And then the, the killer, the killer closing shot of like, all right, we're on our way, limping along in the razor crest. Everyone's just like, going to relax and go to sleep. And then he, he pulls out the last egg that he stole and slurps it down. That was brilliant. Um, yeah, yeah, just so many. Uh, what I was going to kind of bring up along the conversation of the filler conversa- conversation, the, the side quest conversation, uh, just kind of trying to preach some patience. There's you don't know this early on in the season what connections are going to be made to this episode in subsequent episodes. Like there was a lot of frustration after, um, you know, the first like three episodes of season one really drove kind of like the canon stuff, the big plot points forward. And then sort of episodes four through six seemed like they were just side quests. But then a lot of the things that you pick up and the characters you meet in those episodes and then come back and are huge parts of um, those final two episodes, seven and eight, that were just like this epic conclusion to the overall plot. So, and Rebels, spoiler, you know, the Purgle episode of Rebels, when they mm. were introduced, was derided yeah. as silly and, and side quest nonsense. And I... I love that they came back in a huge way for the series finale, and I, I enjoy them. And, uh, you know, we got Filoni involved in this, so who knows what this species that they've met and these eggs and the frog lady could mean uh, down the line. So I would just like everyone, like, just a little patience. Like, yes. in all things right now, Yeah, just let the process work itself out that's right <laughs> patience is a virtue it is and the, if you didn't know it you're learning it now preach they may be the warriors that the mandalorian needs those little mm-hmm. frog guys may have a bunch of jetpacks they may become mandal yeah. the, they know, may become like mandalore yes we don't little, know we little don't know. little froggy mandalorian maybe hopping along <laughs> i just i just feel like all the people who are like i'm so sick of the side quest like Bro, the whole yeah. thing about Star Wars is that no species in the galaxy is insignificant. Like, yeah. so if this, if Din has to step in and play a role in preserving someone's bloodline, like, yeah. just let it happen. Yeah, yeah. Now we are forgetting the uh, the disgustingly terrifying ant that was in the canteen. Dr. Mandible. Dr. Mandible. <laughs> Jesus. It fell out of place. It, that, that guy felt a little out of place for me, but apparently he has some connections. He, uh, yeah, Holly's looking up. That yeah. might be who I was thinking about earlier, Holly. That oh, the creature, Dr. Mandible. It, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. People are obsessed with him. Like Twitter, why. Twitter, like Dr. Mandible was trending. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. See, that's what I'm talking about. Spoilers. The Mandalorian director, Peyton Reed, sneaks in an Ant-Man nod with Dr. Mandible. Oh, okay. So I've seen Ant-Man, I think, once. 
So, like I said, not a Marvel podcast. So, um, I'm surprised, you know, Holly knew who Ant-Man was. Big Paul <laughs> I, Rudd I'm fan. I'm a big Paul Rudd Big Paul fan. Rudd fan. Yeah. yeah. Like, Stop I, blushing on the podcast. You're ruining the lighting. Maybe but, maybe yeah. Paul Rudd is a Star Wars fan. We know he's a Star Wars fan. He'll come on the podcast. I think Paul Rudd would actually do really well in Star Wars. For sure. Like, that yeah. would be a great he He's that, like, aloof like character i think that he yeah, absolutely would, yeah if you yeah. can have bill burr in star wars you, you can, can have, have paul, paul rudd it just oh uh, yeah it'd be fantastic yeah I'm but down. no i i don't know i is peyton reed did he did peyton reed direct this episode yeah this oh one. Yes. well then that makes sense yeah i get it little nod little nod that's to the why Marvel twitter universe. was obsessed with dr mandible <sighs> twitter's obsessed with a lot of things Holly. that's true that's true um well, I don't know. I mean, Dr. Mandible, for how much people were talking about him today, yeah. I expected this to be a really big part of this episode, and it wasn't. Nah. Unless he showed up on the ice planet with a bunch of blasters in each disgusting <laughs> arm. That would Ew. have been cool. He's like, hey, Mando, like I heard you were in some trouble. I can, you know, whatever. I don't know. That would have been sweet. Uh, Wes just said, I think people have just come to expect short season shows to be quick paced and yep. always driving the story forward as yeah. opposed to network TV that has 20 to 22 episodes with a lot of filler in between. Exactly. So, yeah. Sorry this isn't, you know, a freaking uh, Game of Thrones. Okay. <laughs> you know, not everyone's out there sleeping with their sister and pushing well, people off balconies. <laughs> okay. Well, you let's, know, sometimes we're actually saving people. Let's not forget that the yeah. whole point of him taking this woman to her yeah. husband to preserve their lifeline is that her husband knows some Mandalorian. Yeah. And yeah. so, like, it's not really a side quest. Like, the whole point is it is driving the story forward because he needs her to bring him to where her husband thinks the Mandalorian are because he's yep. seen a few on the planet that they're going to. Which they have to be real Mandalorians now or the ones we saw earlier, right? Because now we know Boba Fett doesn't have the armor. So it's like, it's got to be. Mm -hmm. Cobb Vanth was a fraud. Yeah. Really enjoyed Cobb Vanth. That was a nice little nod. Um, I thought, what, what, yeah, go ahead. I thought that. I thought those pirates in the beginning of the episode that, like, tripped him, they, like, clotheslined him off his speeder. Yeah. I thought that that guy was going to want all of the Mandalorian armor because I they, like, too. panned to his helmet when he was, like, speaking his gibberish whatever. And then he just gave him the jetpack. Well, did you guys catch that one of those pirates or whatever they were, to me, they, they seem like bounty hunters. I thought I heard one of them say the child. Yeah, he did. He and did. that's why I thought they were bounty hunters and they were going after him intentionally, which they might have been. But then, like, why, did that guy just see easy. something shiny and he was like, I want that instead? Maybe. Oh, no. Yeah, I wasn't sure if, if they were really bounty hunters. I thought they were just sort of a criminal gang yeah. preying on, on passersby. Yeah. Uh, I didn't, like, they make such a big deal usually about, at least in season one, about the, the bounty hunters that were hunting the child. They always showed that they were carrying one of the fobs. Yeah. Yep. Um, That's true. And we didn't see that image, so I didn't like. I didn't immediately draw that connection. Or it seemed to me like they weren't trying to make it so obvious that these were people directly hunting yeah. the child. It seemed to me like maybe they were just kind of opportunist thugs saying, "Oh, here comes somebody. Let's rob him." Yeah. What, you know, break his speeder, rob him, whatever. But maybe I, I, I didn't catch any dialogue between them either. So. Yeah, and I'll speak at ease. <laughs> or any of the other. It, what's interesting about that moment, though, when he asked, hey, do you speak any of these other languages or whatever? And nothing. 
it's interesting because we in the prior episode we looked at you know his interactions like we talked about with the Tuscan Raiders and and how cultured he really does seem and then it's like well you haven't run across this lady you know um, that was just I don't know it's pretty interesting but what what else about this episode is there anything that we're missing I mean Holly? look I'm still stuck on the fact yeah. that. The Razor Crest was yeah. totally destroyed. Like, yeah. he landed it like the Millennium Falcon, and yeah, then that thing did. was done for. And that was, like, the true piece of junk in the galaxy. I think yeah. we can all agree on that. True. And then suddenly, it has this 20-ton spider on top of it, and he's still <laughs> able to fly it out of there. Yeah. I don't know, Holly. I don't know. It's Star Wars. I know, but I just can't believe how fast these people can fix their ships. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. You're absolutely right. There's no way you would fix a thing. No. No way. It's just it's just so crazy to me. And I don't know why. I got really hung up in this episode on like the state of the ship. I was literally yeah. frantic and I was like, How are they getting out of here? No it clue. just felt so hopeless. Sometimes that's you know what Star Wars is about. Like, <laughs> it just seems so hopeless and then you miraculously fly your ship right out of right out of a cave. I, I don't know. But it was uh it was okay. It was all right, it was fine. I looked forward to it. I had fun with it. Is there anything else in the chat? I can't really see the chat. Anyone else have any thoughts about the episode? Um, Dory said that he agrees that the canyon scenes with the spiders was off-putting. Yeah, it was. I think that's a good way to describe it. Yeah. Okay, also, yeah. you guys know how I have like a thing about like just killing the creatures in Star Wars? Those ones and, should die. Well, I don't even yeah. kill spiders when they're in the house. Michael can attest to this. Oh, I will, yeah. I just take them outside. Yeah, I won't kill you're them. You're very kind, yeah. Except for the one that got flushed on the toilet, but that's yeah, a different. That, that yeah. spider was like as big as these spiders on yeah. the Mandalorian tonight. It was yep. disgusting. Yep. Anyway, but he was blasting that big. He was like blowing up that big spider, and I was like, "Yeah, get him, get him, Din." They these also ones, dissipated. Like those things just oh, right. You know, one blast gone. God, usually pretty easy to kill. Usually, it's like these big beasts and they're like the last yeah. of their kind. And star Wars is like, you know, it would be really fun yeah. if we made them go extinct and we well, had the Jedi do it. Well, this time, th let's be honest. Those things aren't going extinct. There were billions of eggs in that one little <laughs> game. That thing ain't going away for a long time. So I think they're good. And they all kind of seem to hatch very quickly and all at the same time. How if? Yeah. Okay, if the child is like so obsessed with eating eggs, then why didn't he fight the Jawas for the Suka? I don't. He would have got lost in that egg. Well, he know. was uh, he was tapped out. From his uh, intervention yeah. with the Mudhorn. Good point. <laughs> That's at that true. point. Loss of an appetite. Yeah. Maybe he didn't have one then. Maybe he's just growing at a rapid pace and he has to consume all the time. It's like they hit an age and then yeah. they have a massive growth spurt. Yeah, like your typical teenager. The funny thing was, though, oh. he had one of the, like those little uh, little tens of food. Looked like what Luke was eating on Dagobah. And he just kind of looked at it like, what the hell is this shit? <laughs> and he looks at the eggs just like... Uh, he's like salivating pretty much that was that was funny that, that was really funny that moment at the end that luke brought up where he's like sitting in din's lap and oh, they're bastard. like taking off and the show's yeah. about to end and he like pops that one egg out and he just like puts it right in his yeah. mouth i was like you little asshole it's 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 similar to uh i don't know how many people watch um oh god Holly, Chris Pratt, remind me, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. That's a popular one. Remember when Groot gets blown to hell and he is a little baby Groot and he, and he grows up and he's just a little asshole? I feel like that's where we're at with Baby Yoda. I'm, I, I just, don't, like, he's just annoying. I'm like, I don't, 
you're you're losing your touch. It's those teenagers, man. He needs to come back or grow up. One or the other. I don't I don't know. Yeah, but, tell uh, that baby to grow up. Yeah, somebody needs to. Obviously, there's no discipline going on in this relationship. So somebody's going to have to. There's no quill to kind of step in and say, Aww. what the hell are you doing? Yeah, I know. R.I.P. Maybe he'll come back as a force ghost. We don't know. That would be pretty baller. <laughs> That'd be pretty epic. Yeah, what else? I, I feel bad. I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to feel like we're not giving the episode justice, but, I mean, it was, it's just okay. <laughs> well, yeah, there, there, there's not a lot to sink your teeth in compared to the, the first episode where we got the Cobb Vance reveal and the Boba Fett reveal. Uh, like I said, but then we don't know what the implications of some of these things are down the road. So it's just yeah. hard to talk about it now. And I get what Wes was saying about um, knowing the seasons are relatively short compared to, um, you know, Rebels, which did have, you know, our Clone Wars, which had 20 episodes a season in some cases. Um, also shorter shows with only like 20 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do understand that feeling, but I feel like we should be conditioned by season one to understand what the pace of this thing is going to be. Yeah. Uh, so like people shouldn't be like shocked and surprised that after like pretty wild episode one or this reveal, oh man, Cobb oh man, Boba Fett's still alive, uh, that it didn't just like keep at that pace and like exponentially take off that it this next episode is like, we're not giving you big juicy cannon bits. We're just going to have this adventure. It's going to meet a new person along this path and interact with them. And then maybe down the line, there'll be a connection here. So like, I understand what people's desires are, but just like, you should know what this show is and what the pacing is like. And that you get this element introduced in an early episode. And then it comes back four episodes later. So yep. like, Boba Fett might not be back till episode five, and we yep. just can't. We can't make the show different than what it is. It yeah. is what it is, and so it's like this isn't our first our first go around with the show. I understand season one the way people felt because they didn't know what it was going to be like, and it was experiencing yeah. it for the first time. But I feel like Favreau laid out the blueprint, and we're seeing it again in season two. So this time around, it, it shouldn't be like, oh my god, I can't believe it. Exactly. Yeah, because because ultimately. I mean, the way that TV shows work is that you really have to grab your audience with the pilot mm. and then keep them captivated yeah. for the first season. Yeah. If you make it past that pilot episode and you do pretty well, like you're going to be okay. Yeah. And now that they've got everybody captivated, they can kind of take some time and slow down a little bit and like really put that development in. And like Luke said earlier, trust the process. You know, like these directors and producers know what they're doing. They know Star yeah. Wars. They're fans of Star Wars. That's what makes these episodes so good, and they all have a purpose. I don't think that Filoni or Favreau would allow any detail to go in here and just be like, eh, that wasn't an Easter egg, and nobody really understands why that's in there, but we're just going to leave it, and it's never going to come up again. So I think that we're in good hands. I personally, I liked this episode. I thought that it was touching. I liked the storyline of trying to save this woman's like family and her bloodline. I think that that's important because, like, don't forget all the wars that have been happening and all the bad things that have happened and where we are now. And there's a lot of rebuilding that's going on and we're kind of seeing that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's also not a whole lot of space in that cockpit. So yeah. we can't pick up anyone else. Like, I mean, that's we're pretty much packed full in there. So yeah, it, it is. It's funny though, even how star Wars fans, you know, week by week, 
opinions can change so much. Like one week it's, I trusted Dave Filoni to do whatever. It's amazing. Anything he touches is gold. And the next week it's, this is stupid. Show more Boba Fett. Where's the laser swords? It's like, (laughs) you can't, like, I don't know. God, it's exhausting. It's just, people are just ridiculous. If you don't like it, don't watch it or... Don't like it and shut up. Like, I, I'm just here to say it wasn't my favorite, and that's fine. I, there was a lot of stuff that I enjoyed about it. I, mm. I'm finding that I enjoyed more than I didn't like about it. There just wasn't much to it. And, you know, I have a fear of spiders. So yeah. it <laughs> obviously played into it as well. But just there wasn't much to it. It was cool. It was, a you know, a cool little uh, introduction an introduction to the, the, the New Republic. Um, it's nice to see that those guys are out there flying, uh, protecting the skies, and doing a great job of it. I, they were tailing the Razor Crest there pretty good and ended up finding him in the end, uh, thank God. Um, and a hell of a shot. Those guys with those rifles just, I mean, <laughs> boy, they're taking those things out. But um, terrifying nonetheless. Uh, so where, where, where do we go from here? I, I, I'm... Really excited to get to uh, what seems to be maybe Moncala and uh, hang out with the corn and some Mon cows on a fishing vessel. I think that's going to be fascinating, something we've yeah, never think, seen before. They, I think they named the, the planet or the system with Trask or something like that. Yeah. Uh, that's where they're headed. Okay. But you're right. Yeah, when you think of what we – the tidbits we know from the previews and the trailers of the season – I hadn't thought about it until you mentioned it, Michael. But yeah, it's like um, that that very ocean heavy planet with the docks and the boats yeah. and everything. Um, that would make sense for this species that apparently, you know, obviously is is, is aquatic in nature, amphibious in nature. It seems uh, that would line up. That'd so be sick. yeah, I bet you're right that that's that's what we're we're going to see when they get to the destination. That it's it's that planet that. Would make sense to me so that's um i like that you you pointed that out so now my mind can start thinking about that and the, the hooded uh yes. character we saw that there's the sabine speculation around and everything that that would line up with i saw mando's sabine yeah that'd be wicked that would be okay that'd be cool if it was like sabine or somebody that they saw well i hope it's not sabine but oh boy yeah but we won't get well, into it tonight yeah i I thought the trailer hinted at that character being more of a force wielder or Jedi type, the way the dialogue went in the trailer, but those can be misleading. Yeah. So. Well, maybe she's friends with Boba Fett and out there hunting the creature or the armor or who knows? It could be anybody. There's a big, there's some big plot here that we, we aren't aware of and that's the fun of it. Exactly. It keeps it interesting. And that's, yeah, even the kind of silly, fun episodes, we're on to the next week. And, and we're, we're, we know that there's, <laughs> you can't introduce the Darksaber and Mandalore and, and, Man, and the Mandalorian and Boba Fett and really not, not address those things, right? It's like we are going to get there. Like Luke said, be patient, you know, count the votes. And uh, we'll come back next Friday, and I'm sure we're going to get some really juicy stuff. Hold so, on, wait. Yeah. Stop. I'm not, I'm not making it political. Quality. Stop yeah. the count, because weren't uh, there rumors yeah. that Din Jaren dies at the end of this season? How well, could that be when we know the seasons aren't super long? Yeah. And we have all these things that need to be explained. I don't know. I don't know. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be epic though. We'll we'll see we'll see what happens. Um, I don't know. A- anything else in the chat? 
Guys yeah. are just like, ah, it was an okay episode. Yeah, I think the consensus seems to be it wasn't everyone's favorite That's episode. Fair. We're looking forward to the next one. That's how I felt last week. So I get it. Yeah, and uh, we're going to watch the freaking holiday trailer, uh, holiday special trailer, because it was hysterical. Um, and that comes out the 16th, 17th. 17th. That's very soon. So I can't wait to watch that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um yeah, so any, anything, any any other last last statements? I liked it. I liked it better than yeah. the last week, so I just hope that that trend keeps going, and now that we're getting into it, it's going to pick up. That's right. Luke, any, any anything else there on Tatooine? I'm, I'm sad that our opening monologue got cut off because you had a nice little bit about Tatooine uh, there. With There's the, a creature. Uh, <laughs> ah, she's native. Dark. Ah. Oh, my God. Oh my god, she's too cute to be a gun dark. No. Uh, um, Nettie yeah. said, "No more spiders." Yeah, let's. Uh, we've had Done. so many spiders. Like I, I know everyone talked about them in Legends. Of, like, I wonder if we'll ever get spiders, and now it's just like spiders galore. Like I don't get them out of there. You know, we had every everywhere. right, and I'm like, we I'm deal with them every day in our lives. Can we the not swarms of spiders? Yeah. We see them in The Hobbit. Yes. We see them in Lord of the Rings. It's getting kind of old, right? We see them in Harry Potter. Yeah, ooh, we know they've got a bunch of legs and they shoot web. Now we see them in They Star actually Wars. shot web. Oh, yeah. That was like a Spider-Man move, you know? It wasn't even like I'm making a web. It was they shot at him with their goo and... It was a spider web, not goo. Was it? Yeah, and also I guess that means that they're yeah. pretty intelligent. If they're like, "Now nah, we're going oh, yeah. after that handhold in the blaster." Oh yeah, they're not dumb. Yeah, yeah. they're they're definitely not dumb. But uh, yeah, guys, it was fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to more. Just not much to talk about. Uh, we'll probably actually, I don't know. I, I was thinking of just making this a podcast episode, but eh, we might talk about some more Star Wars stuff. There's more to talk about out there. So uh, we'll see what happens, guys. This weekend may be a new podcast episode on Monday, or we'll make this a podcast. I'm not really sure yet. Uh, it's been a long week. Yes. Um, it's been, you know, an exhausting week. So I, I hope you all are, are staying safe out there. We're still in a pandemic, so don't forget to take care of yourself and your loved ones. Um, and, yeah, everything's going to be good. Star Wars is going to be great, uh, and I can't wait to enjoy more of it. But, guys, that does it for us. Uh, for Luke, uh, Holly, and myself, we appreciate you showing up. You know, as as kind of blah as that episode was, I appreciate you coming to chat it up with us. And uh, we will see you guys uh, next time. Uh, may the Force be with you all. <laughs>